This is a HeadGum Podcast. Wait, it's already recording? Yeah, it's already recording. Oh my god. Are we going to start off the show like this? Squeezy's crunching. I'm clearly not ready. Yeah, that's how we're going to start off this show because, man, it's been a fucking day. I know. I've had a very... I, it's been a day. It's been a day, guys. But it's okay. It's only like 10 p.m. and now we're having espresso. Yeah, so that's always a sign of what a day has been like. <laughs> so uh, this is Coffee with Rachel, and uh, I'm Rachel. I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking all about mental health because this month, which is May, in case you didn't know that, um, is Mental Health Awareness Month. I did not know that until yeah. you told me like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. You didn't know it was May? That's awesome. But uh, <laughs> yeah, please stop. I'm just kidding. So we wanted to do, I know we've done previously a mental health episode before, but we wanted to do it again. Did Honestly, we? yeah, it was first something. Another similar kind of like month. Maybe it was mental health week. Oh, yes. It, yeah, you know, there was a week at some point. I think point. I even made a video about yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Yes. I just like talking about it um, because it's important to talk about. But before we get into that, what are we drinking? I know we said espresso, but who's uh, it from, Chris? Yeah, this is from Ilka. And I do not know what this bag is saying, honestly. It's in another language. Right. Um, but it's got some guy playing a guitar on it. It's very cool looking. Uh, but the cool thing that Elka sent us was she sent us, it looks like a freaking art portfolio. I know. Like, you open up this thing, there's like envelopes, there's cat drawings everywhere. She sent us these beautiful drawings of not only Squeezy and Lila, which, uh, watercolors. That, I know, that yeah. That looks I'm, like watercolors to We me. need to fucking hang those up, like, immediately. And then <laughs> there was, uh, pencil sketches of Rachel and I, and they are spot on, yeah. too. Like, these are all very beautiful. There's paper. Paper here with the letter, and it's like some crazy parchment with coffee beans on it. The, the fucking envelope itself, like the card, has like multiple envelopes that are all over the place, and it's like the most lit fucking you letter. You went through so much trouble to put this all together. We yeah. don't deserve this. So thank you so much, Ilka, for this, because it was awesome. And the coffee, I mean, the espresso... Is uh, it's potent. It's yeah. definitely happening. It's definitely happening. Uh, if you guys want to send us any coffee, uh, PO box is on the uh, Twitter on our website, coffeecrachel.net. Uh, and coffee w Crachel on Twitter. Yeah, so that's where you can get the address. All other information. Let's get all the shout outs out of the way. That's happening. Done. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're here. We're hanging out. How are you guys doing? We hope you're doing well. The planets are still doing stuff, and I hear that they're going to stop soon, so that's cool. May 22nd. I think I might have said that already, but... Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm very happy we are, you, you can tell we're very eager for that moment to come. <laughs> yeah. I would say I'm definitely excited about it. I am so excited. So, uh, like I said, today, or this month, is Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, it's something that I have only become, you know, very recently willing to talk about you know what I mean like I feel like I was never really comfortable talking about it before um Ooh, but why would you say it's not like something that you were wanting to talk about because I didn't know what was going on with me yeah you know I mean, what I mean that's... like I didn't know what I was dealing with and I also had done very little research about things and hadn't been reading a lot of the literature that I've read now and 
you know, I, it's not that like I have an authority to talk about it, like let's be honest, but I feel like it's a very important thing to talk about because the way that it's talked about in media, movies, television is awful. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the first things we want to talk about is stigma and it's one of the reasons why having awareness months like this is like super important and will be very, very important for a long ass time to come because there's a lot of info that needs to be spread and a lot of stereotypes and stigmas that need to be, you know, countered. Yeah. Like, for example, we recently played a video game called The Park, which we talked about before because we did an entire Twitch stream, which is up on our YouTube channel. Yes. And there's, like, randomly towards the end of the game, like, just this horrible, like, mental health fucking stigmatized stereotype bullshit plot. Yeah, I did not know going in that it was going to be like that. I know, and you don't, like, that's the thing, like, now that I, like, think about it, sometimes when I watch older shows or shows that I used to watch when I was younger, I, like, see these certain, like, scenarios that happen in sitcoms all the time that revolve around therapy and medication and... I don't need to go to a shrink. Yeah. I don't need somebody to doctor my brain. You hear all this, like, derogatory-ass shit, and... You Like, if you don't have a mental illness or you don't know someone that has a mental illness, you might not see how offensive it is. Yeah. But holy shit. And that's why, you know, so many people will judge you if, like, they find out that you might be dealing with something or you do go to therapy or you are on medication. And that's why I like to talk about this because millions, literally, like, so many millions of people are going through this, and it doesn't define them, and they are not the stigma, and that's why most people use the hashtag, I am stigma free. Yeah. Which you should use, and it's very frustrating to see it. We were actually, um, we were looking for a show to watch, and Chris had never seen The O.C. before, so we've been going through that. Yes. And I completely forgot about the plot in season one where there's like a new guy that Marissa meets when she goes to therapy and he, they just play him up as this like, oh, he's crazy and he's in therapy and he's been on medication and he's had like a suicide, you know, mm-hmm. attempt. And like the way that they talk about it, like it's not like they're worried about him or that they're concerned. They're like, I'm afraid of him. And they also end up making him like extremely violent, which usually isn't the case for most people that are dealing with a mental illness. Like, yeah, but it's usually the case in media. In media, of course, they want to make everybody look like, we are people to be afraid of and not to have the same kinds of things. Like it's embarrassing to be going to therapy. It's embarrassing to rely on medication. That's literally just balancing some chemicals that we all have naturally occurring in our bodies. Just some of us, those chemicals are out of whack. Some of those chemicals they might be producing too much of too little. And you're just taking medication to balance that. Like it's not this horrible thing. And I, I hate the way that we look at mental health comparing to physical health because it is a physical illness, even if it is a mental illness, because it can still manifest physically. Yeah, exactly. I can guarantee you, you watch a show like 50% of the time, they're going to talk about it. Somebody's going to say like, they're going to lock me up in the insane asylum. Like, yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I know that's fucking horrible. Like, it's one thing if it's, like, a period piece, like, Mad Men, when they did Betty going to therapy. Like, okay, we get it. Like, this is the 60s. Like, shit was not 
the same. But now, like, current media, we could be setting, you know, the tone and, like, the yeah. proper way to talk about things. But, you know, it hasn't really quite reached that place yet. I know. Like, I want to see someone on a popular television show, like, just like a young person in their 20s that is going to therapy and it's not, like you know, like a thing. They're just like, oh, I'm, I have a therapy that day and then I can hang out with you later or something like that. Like just having a line like that that normalizes it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, would be fucking great. Well, if I, anybody I, has any um, shows or movies where they portray like a mental health disorder really well or realistically or in a positive light, send it our way. Yeah, I'd love be, to it'd be watch. interesting to see how they do it. Because uh, I've I could, yet to really see it. I'm thinking now, I just thought of uh, On Grey's Anatomy when uh, Bailey has like obsessive compulsive disorder for like a season or two i forget how they introduced it and also how they got rid of it because they were just like it's something that she doesn't deal with now but it was brief yeah and all the ptsd that meredith has gone through and she did have a therapist and that was also i feel like it was a better like at least they tried to portray it like with hunt's ps uh ptsd and fucking meredith's too like i feel like at least they didn't make it feel like, ah, but then they kind of did. Ah, it's very messy. You know what I mean? Like They I would, really tried hard to, like, make you understand that, like, this is a justifiable thing that has happened for these people that have gone through these horribly traumatic situations. Like, that is not something, like, wild or, like, I mean, it's... Like, that anyone would be dealing with. It was, like, yeah. only... Yeah, and that's the thing with... Okay, so PTSD is something that has actually come up recently in my life because when I have, like, a therapy, when you're there for, like, six months, they kind of do, like, a check-in with you and they, you know, kind of reevaluate where you're at and what diagnoses you might have. And, you know, I was originally diagnosed with depression and generalized anxiety disorder, and that happened when I was... Like a, a junior in college, so yeah, whatever, that was back in Pennsylvania. That's what your first diagnosis was. Yeah, and so now I, you know, I've been in therapy longer than six months. But back when that happened, um, one of the things that was thrown around was PTSD, and apparently that is something that I am dealing with. And the way that it's portrayed in media, like you never see it the way that I'm experiencing it. Like probably ninety five percent of the time, it's oh person coming back from war yeah dealing with ptsd and that's like totally fine i know a lot of people that are in the armed services have ptsd exactly but it's like there's but they're other, not the only people there, that have there are other things that can happen in your life besides going to war that can cause ptsd to develop yeah and so i've seen it like portrayed like in Grey's anatomy and stuff and i never could relate to it and so that's probably why I never really even considered that that be that. W- now it makes so much more sense. Honestly, when you told me that, I was like, "Wow, you, this like makes a lot of sense." <laughs> I know. Like one of the things, like for instance, like I know people, and this is something that bothers me. Is like I get it. People online they make fun of the whole triggers thing, which I can understand that people can overdo that. But at the same time, like that is a word that was used for people that are experiencing like a mental health issue. And it is a word that we use when something triggers like either a panic mode, attack mode, any kind of different, like, like sometimes I will hear certain things and I will immediately go into like my heart super accelerates. Yeah. yeah, And now that I can understand that that's because I have PTSD about some of the things that I went through growing up. Like I understand now and it makes me feel less like a failure or like 
just like, you know, the thing about the thing about what I deal with is that it does affect me every single day in like almost all aspects of my day-to-day life. And like I know that it doesn't define me and it's not the only thing about me, but it does affect a lot. And yeah. now knowing that like the reason why I'm reacting in these ways is not just because I'm, you know, either just overly anxious like even I just thought I was like super anxious you know what I mean but apparently like I'm obviously anxious but I'm also dealing with having to reset my body from reacting to certain things like certain triggers and so it's it's like one thing to like you know have a a a name to the face or whatever you that saying is to like mm -hmm. know what it is and there can be maybe a little bit of comfort or like okay so like now i know what this thing is it's a definitive thing it has a name here it is but that 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 doesn't like that's just step one then it's like the hard part is like looking into it looking into it and how you can move past it to help it to you know deal with i don't even know if you can ever really move past it i think it's just always like moving with it but at a point where it's not affecting everything so severely yeah a lot of mental illness is learning how to tool your life to cope with the things it's not something that can be cured and still have like a thriving life despite what you're going through yeah in your head exactly and you know for me like having a diagnosis was like a relief for me because you know when you have something like this when you might be dealing especially depression because depression is like hey here's your brain and it's going to tell you every fear and negative thing that you can possibly even fathom about your life on a constant loop even though that's not how you really truly feel it's just like you can't help but have these like intrusive horrible thoughts yeah and so putting that like name to it I was like okay so it's not just like I am horribly you know I don't know it's just like it having something to explain my behavior that I don't really necessarily like about myself makes me feel like I can at least like face it yeah exactly and it's not just like well how do I fucking change this shit you know for me I think it's really hard to see progress sometimes because I get really caught up on the current day that I'm in. And yeah. if I'm, like, f- not exceeding my expectations. If you're having a bad day, maybe, too. Like. Yeah. Like, I can't really separate. Like, you know, if I can't get something done because I'm having trouble, like, just being, mm-hmm. I get really down on myself for it. And I look past all of the other significant efforts that I've made. And when I look at, like, how I am and certain things that I'm able to do, like, literally... I would say, like, eight months ago, I barely left my apartment, and I know a lot of it was also because it was a new city, and I was also, like, nervous, but I was, like, barely leaving my apartment. I, you know, couldn't really... I wasn't doing a lot for myself independently, and it was bothering me and making me feel really, like, incompetent, and that's why I started going into therapy, because I was like, I really need to, like, handle this shit so that I can feel, like, liberated from all of this, and I can you know, go about my day and work outside and do things and get shit done and not have to like worry that I can't get it all done. And now like something that I could have never done before is like just chilling at a restaurant and eating by myself. Yeah. 
that's something that if you told me that I would be currently someone who does that, I would be like, how? How would I not feel horribly uncomfortable, feel like everyone was looking at me, not have somebody to like... You know, looking like I'm eating alone. Like, oh, what does that say? Like, no, I'm Having just somebody fucking... like posting a picture of you on a blog that was dedicated to people eating alone. You remember yeah. that? Like, yeah, no, I've I've had all of that anxiety. Like, yeah, well, like, I I get and that's that a real too. thing. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's just like those those kinds of things. They can be like funny, but like it's it's not. It's, though, it's when not you think about like it. yeah, <laughs> like. like it's not. You Taking think- pictures of anyone in public, honestly, yeah, I like. I, it's one of those things like I just will not do, and yeah. I definitely did that when I was like a little kid because I was a fucking idiot. But like now, like I can't. It's just awful to do that mm-hmm. to somebody. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But anyway, now that like I can do that, and I'm not like thinking like, oh no, no one's looking at me. You know, like I'm able to like understand that you know not everyone is staring at me. Not everyone is, you know, very calculated about what I'm doing. And I don't know. I've just that one little thing that I'm able to do. It's like one of many different things that I'm able to do now. But that one really sticks out to me because I used to think that that would be like the most embarrassing, anxious situation that I could never handle. I'm sorry if you guys hear anything in the background. Lyle is having the time of her life right now playing around with stuff. Did you have some espresso too? I think she definitely did, honestly. But to what you were saying, like, it's, I, I don't deal with mental illness, but I can understand that, like, one of the hardest parts is that it's such a slow process. And, like, like, you're slowly being able to do these things that, you know, you would have said to yourself eight months ago are impossible impossible for you. And now you're slowly getting that. And so. And you don't really pat yourself on the back until your therapist brings it up and is like. Yeah. Because, like, another example is I know somebody asked me a question there, like, well, what's, like, the most significant thing that you've, like, kind of understood through going through therapy? And I think one of the things is the reason why I go, I make myself sick for other people. And I put I put everybody else's comfort before my own comfort yeah. and my own yeah. self. And, like, there's a difference between being selfless and, like, killing yourself over it like yeah like not taking care of yourself yeah taking care of other people before that like and i and i and i still fucking worry about this and i still am not great at it but i'm able to say no now sometimes yes (laughs) not all the time and it sucks but it's one of the things that like i talk about a lot because it's something that like really gives me a lot of stress throughout my life is like you know, trying to bend over backwards for other people at the, you know, expense of my own health. And then I just end up crashing and burning and then disappointing those people that I promised things for. And then I disappoint myself and feel like a total failure. And then, you know, like I'll go into therapy and I'll say like, yeah, so I was able to like take that day for myself and I didn't schedule anything and I did everything that I wanted to do and ate, you know, the three meals and everything like that. Like just remembering to eat, you know, things like that. Like I have to, I have to work on because in my house eating was so not Mm. a normal thing that happened. And so now I have to like literally train myself to feel hungry, to eat food, to keep myself like from getting like terribly sore and achy and disgusting Mm -hmm. because like I'll forget to eat because I'm not used to thinking for about yourself yeah like i'm just not so it's like that's one of the things that's like really heavily pushed in society is that like if you're in any way shape or form selfish like you're a shitty person like you're 
taught that you need to be like selfless all the time. Never think about yourself. Selfies. Oh man, that's so selfish. Why are you so into yourself? Like it's like that's one thing I just feel like society is really still does is like push that, you know, we can't be selfish. We can't think about ourselves. Yeah. And like, I like that a lot more people are talking about self care now, Yeah, which makes me happy. But for me, like self care, like, yeah, it is relaxing or, you know, taking an actual shower and maybe like cleaning up my apartment or doing other things. But like, for me, like self care, isn't just about coloring and coloring books. Like self care to me is making sure my body is fed, making sure I can get out of bed and shower, maybe put on some clothes, clothes that I might even leave my apartment wearing, like not just pajamas, you know, self care to me is actually answering my emails for work and getting shit done that I need to live instead of it just being like slather your body in lavender or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's more than that. (laughs) And I definitely don't feel like anyone could tell me like I'm being selfish for doing any of these things. Cause like, I already, like, internally, I'm like, oh, my God, like, but you're, right now, I'm spending time, like, painting my nails, and I know that that makes me feel relaxed, because it makes me, like, I can focus on that task, and it takes me a long time, but then I'm like, my brain's like, yeah, but you could be, like, doing this right now, you could be shooting another podcast, you could be, you know, cleaning, blah, 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 it's just, I I understand, it's like, I can't ever shut up, so, like, (laughs) it's just a mess, and I usually, you know push off things that I need to get done for myself that keep me happy just to like make other people happy. And that's where I fuck up. So I really need to stop. And like every time I go into therapy and I tell her like that I did something where I did take it for myself and I didn't like just give all my time away. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh wow. Well that's really an improvement. Cause you never do that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think one thing that you have improved on that I've seen is that along the same lines that you have been, celebrating your accomplishments at home more not just at therapy like like you uh do things that you weren't able to do a couple months ago like one i'll be there to like say like hey like proud of you you did whatever but like you also do that for yourself sometimes too and you're like i'm gonna fucking you, lo- you love done. doing your fucking face moisturizing routine. You're like, I'm going to go hair. do this crazy mask whole routine shit because I did this and I'm going to like celebrate that. And I think that's that's awesome. Like, yeah. that's great. No, you're very helpful because you because I will, you know, not really do that often where I like pat myself on the back for getting something done. You know, I'll just, I'll be on to the next thing that I have to worry about. But you're usually there to be like, yo, I know you're already stressed about the next thing, but like, I'm just letting you know, I'm proud of you for getting that thing done. Yeah. And like that to me is really helpful because I never had that kind of validity in my life ever. Mm -hmm. Like straight up, never had people telling me like, good job on that. So having you... It's been, like, me having to, like, rewire, like, how I am because I'm used to being in, like, a totally different, like, war zone kind of situation. Just totally invalidated all the time. Yeah. And, like, now it's having to, like, be able to relax and not have to feel, like, the guilt. And the guilt is the problem that I have. It's, like, I put so much pressure on myself, um, even to, like, get better with mental health, which is frustrating because, like, it's... 
it's been going on for years, even though I've only been in therapy for the past, like, four years. Yeah. Basically, like, like on and off. Uh, to go along with that, like, to anybody out there that is either in a relationship with somebody and you're doing mental illness and they're not sure how to handle it, or, like, if you're in a relationship with somebody who has mental illness and you're not sure how to handle it, easily the number one thing you can do to help is be validating for them because you know it's like i can guarantee like anybody else that's dealing with mental illness is probably having the same situation where they're feeling invalidated in one way or another and so having you know one person on their side like running for you running for you like under like you don't even like it it takes it took me forever to like even like wrap my mind around the concept of depression and anxiety because it's just like i i don't it's it's all over the place like it is like yeah, there's so many different aspects of it and it affects a lot of different things that you you wouldn't even know yeah like i i know what i feel when i'm sad and i know yeah. and i know when i'm anxious like when i have an anxious moment yeah everybody has but anxiety, like yeah. to have depression or anxiety or PTSD or anything else like I'm I will hopefully never deal with those things and so I'm not gonna know what it feels like and so to try and understand something that you can't see unless it has physical manifestations but like yeah you can't really see it like you can't see a cut or something it's really like it's tough to wrap your brain around but like to just sit down with your other person that you're with uh try it's and really like, just about listening yeah to like listen. i don't ever expect you to like offer me advice honestly yeah that's the other thing like when i am telling you what i'm feeling it's a relief for me it's a release really because yeah. this is something i was never allowed to talk about because in my house it was like mental health is like hush hush there's nothing like I was constantly told that there was something wrong with me but when I wanted to go and seek help for it it was like oh my god but we can't be caught dead like getting you help for this you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's embarrassing and like there were also family members of mine that dealt with mental health and the way that I was told about it and the way that they were talked about to me I feel horrible now being older and looking back on some of the things that I was told about different relatives that were dealing with mental health problems and I just can't, I hope that that's not being the way that I'm spoken of, but honestly it probably is. But like, you know, I don't want advice necessarily because I know that I'm not really coming to you for advice. Um, Sometimes I need your help, like with wording of something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mostly just, I need you to be able to like listen and be like, this is where she's coming from. Okay. And if I have to like tell you something that has been bothering me that affects me that you might not even understand affects me as badly or you had no fucking idea was even on my radar yeah you just being able to like take that information from me and being like okay i didn't realize that this was doing this for you i'm gonna act yes sometimes there's things that like you know i can help with or whatever sometimes there's not and like a lot of the times it's just like you know being there to listen and if you're in a relationship with somebody who's dealing with mental illness, the number one thing you want to do is you want to fix their problems. Like, and it can be extremely frustrating. I'm not trying to say like yeah, I've no, got the I've got the bad end here or anything Girl, like I that. Feel you. But like, it is so frustrating that like sometimes I can't do anything. You're and a fixer though. Like you're you're the chip 
gains or whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I'm looking for the cracks in the foundation and I'm ready. Girl, to I got cracks all over my foundation. Um, but but it, really, I know. Because, like, you just want to be like, here's the solution. Because that's how you kind of roll. That's how you Yeah, I, I take the problem. I look at it. I think about what's the best possible solution. I'm like, all right, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do this and that. And we're going to try and fix the problem. And, you know. There's I'm, definitely I'm, things that you can help me with. Like, yeah. You, you you know how to make my day easier if I'm already having a rough day. Like, you know how to do little things that'll just make things go easier for me. Yeah. And, and I really always appreciate that. I know I don't say it enough, but, like, obviously it's... And I know that it's implicit. Like, I, I, I know that, like, sometimes, like, I'm going to do these things and I'm, I don't expect to thank you every single time I do something to help you out. But I totally... Like, I just learn along the way what the different things are and, like, you know, learning, like, if somebody's got a trigger to, like, avoid doing whatever that is, if it's something that can be avoided. And, like, all right, so just while you were saying that, my brain immediately, like, spaced and was like, no, (laughs) I saw your mind go. (laughs) But, like, it's not like I was spacing out what you're saying, but it was just kind of, like, I took it in and I was like, okay, wow, like... Yeah, he helps me out, and I really appreciate that because I do. Like, that's me. And then all of a sudden my brain was like, well, doesn't it suck that, like, you couldn't live alone possibly, you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. he helps you out so much? Or, like, shouldn't you be able to live, like, completely by yourself with all of these issues? And I'm like, I immediately have that thought. Yeah, like, that, like, that, that, that's the negative side there. of it. It's not you saying, like, the positive side of that would be, like, wow, I'm thankful that, like, I have That you know, I have here. this support because, okay, yeah, maybe I could live alone, But, like, a lot of people that live alone have fucking families. You know what I mean? Like, I have... My family is you. You're my support. Like, you are... Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we're together, duh. Like, we're best (laughs) friends. You're my support. Like, we get it. But, yeah, like, I hate that. that. That's immediately where it goes. And I know it's not me. And my therapist is always like, whose voice is that? And I'm like, it sounds like me, but I don't know. And I hate that question because I never know how to answer because I know she's waiting for me to be like, it's your mom. I know that's the right answer. Like I <laughs> fucking know. And I'll, she'll be like, who is it? And I'm like, well, it sounds like me. And I say that every time. And then sometimes I'll look at her and I'm like, well, who do you think it is? And she gets this like smug ass look on her face. And what? she's like, well, I mean, of course I have my own thoughts, but what's more important is what your thought is, because it doesn't matter what I think, Classic it matters. deflecting. It, <laughs> well, it's not even that, it's like she knows that like I have to come to it myself, I have to put the face to it, because it's it doesn't matter what her speculation is, because she's not me. Yeah. And she's just trying to guide me to the right area. She's fucking good, like I am very, very happy that I have found a therapist that I truly vibe well with that has been giving mm-hmm. me a lot of motivation and a lot of clarity on a lot of situations like yeah. the cl- I feel like I've never been so in tune with myself since finding her and I know that I get so many questions you know how did I come about it and how did I how do I deal with like having a therapist that didn't work at first and really like you just got to remember that they're all there to help you, and if you're not dealing well with your current person, like, they're not going to be upset if you're, like, it's not working. They want you to have the right person because that's the number one most important thing about therapy in order for it to work. That's why everybody's there. Yeah. yeah. But in order for it to work, you have to have somebody 
that you connect with because it's not going to do anything if you feel like it's not like there's no connection. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up too that is like shown a lot in media is like using medication when dealing yes. with a mental illness and probably a hundred percent of the time it's going to be like, Oh, this crazy pill popper that's oh, taking 20 pills. On Xanax. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like and just like, like rich moms are the only people that have like funny. Okay. My parents, my mom would call it her happy pill. And like, I still to this day don't know if she has anything. I mean, I have my own theories, but like, you know what I mean? Like I yes. don't, we never talked about it. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, to me, it was like the way that my dad would bring up the medication that she was on that I was never like able to see what it was. Yeah. The way that he would bring it up, it's like in a derogatory way, like, ah, oh, she's taking her fucking pill. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, like as if like if she was stressed out, she would take it. As if she's not enough of a human to deal with everyday life and she's got to have She's got to take a pill in order to like fucking deal with the wife. You know what I mean? Like that's, She's not that as strong because you got to take this medicine when literally it's just like taking a cholesterol medicine, you know? Yeah. But like chain smoking is like cool. <laughs> like everybody's always like glorifying like the chain smoking stressed person, but like yeah, not the person yeah. that has medication to deal with something stressful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like on. medication, it's a viable option to help balance chemicals it's going on. It's not for in everyone, but yeah. it's also if it's working, like that's awesome. Like some people really need it. It like I said, it's all chemical. Like yeah. fuck, like you're not going to tell somebody that is dealing with a virus to not take the fucking antidote or whatever the hell. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. If, if I personally have not been on any medication, but that's just because like right now we're just doing like the cognitive aspect of things and we have brought it up multiple times, mm-hmm. but we haven't like done anything like serious about it yet, but I'm not like totally opposed. It just really just depends on what they think is best for me and what I think is best for me. But like, you know, there's, there's like many different ways to help mental illness. It could just be going to therapy, could yeah. be taking medicine. It could be a lot of different things. So, yeah, so, you know, whatever, as long as you're like safe and you're okay and you're not having any adverse side effects or even if you're having side effects, like there's nothing that's debilitating for you yeah. and like you're having, like you're feeling better then that's. If you are good. getting to the point where you need to be, where you can function and get the things you need done and stuff and be okay. That's like all that matters. Yeah. So I, I hate that aspect of media too. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely, and, and it's I mean, always like, Oh, just like the housewives have to take a pill. Like, uh, it's like, okay. It's more than just unhappy wives. And it's not something that's just like for the people that are just whiny and can't deal. Like, no, it's for people that they, need help. They always show it in like an addictive manner where like this person's like shaking, going crazy, and they like need to get their pill out and they're shaking the bottle and they're spilling everything and like it's always like in a they show it as like an addiction and that's And like real obviously head. there are some that do have like, you know, you have to do your own research. Like I'm not your fucking doctor and like we all know this. But like it's just yeah, it's, it's frustrating that, to see that. I mean, your medication could be smoking weed. Yeah, like, I know. There's medical fucking cards for reasons. Yeah, Anxiety exactly. and depression are literally two of the things. F, like, back pain. I mean, hell, I have, like, everything that you could possibly headaches. <laughs> like, all of it. <laughs> Wisdom teeth. 
I still got Cranks, those fucking know? wisdom teeth, man. Yeah. Not happy about They're it. They're not really giving too much wisdom, you know what I'm no, saying? No, <laughs> really not. So I guess we should get into questions. Yeah, I guess we can. Uh, there are some Patreon questions that are related to this topic. Uh, these are the benches that are helping support the show. That's patreon.com slash Rachel if you want to check it out. Yes. Uh, they, I look here for questions first. <laughs> yeah, they literally keep the show on the air on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question. Uh, my grandma said some pretty shitty things to me on Mother's Day, and I refused mm. to speak to her because of some of the things that she said were unforgivable. My dilemma is that my brother and his girlfriend are living with her until my sweet little nephew is born in September. How do I maintain my relationship with them while avoiding the gaslighting queen? Mm. Also, Rachel, how the hell did you find a therapist after moving to a new city? Is there like a Yelp for therapists? <laughs> well, you can find them on Yelp. Yeah, I mean, you can find them on Yelp. I'm, it was mostly, like, I'll just answer that really quickly. It was mostly just, like, Googling where my insurance was taken. And yeah. what was in closest walking distance. Also, there should be, at least on cool states, websites, like, information maybe about, like, getting mental health services. Yeah, but there should that, be. That, that would be for... That would be ideal, but you yeah. know, I'm sure there's some I don't know states how out there. How that is in like North Carolina. Or we're whatever. we're in Washington, so it's a pretty liberal state. Yeah, but I mean, mostly just like looking where my insurance was taken, and then I did go to Yelp and I did look for reviews, and I wanted it to be like, I wanted to have the reviews like of people that are like, yeah, I've been going here for a long time, and I've been seeing the same person, and they do actually like take the time. It's not just like in and out type of shit and in, in and out getting some burgers yeah that's all I want so yeah but it, it was definitely interesting but um so the other part of the question yes so I mean honestly like my gut is like okay well you can hang out with your brother um just not not at grandma's like out elsewhere yeah um if you can just like explain to him like what was said maybe just so that he like understands you know be like this is what she said and this was why I can't really like be around her right now um, then hopefully he'll be able to understand and, like, you know, make it, like, less weird on everybody. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't know where, like, you're staying and if it's, like, possible for them to come to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, like, oh, my God, I can't ask people to, like, do this. Like, why Like why do I got to ask people to, like, come to me? Yeah. Because that sounds sort of, like, selfish. Like, come to me instead of me going to you. But if you explain it, if you Hopefully think, they'll be understanding. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't blame you for not wanting to yeah. be around somebody, yeah. like, that's upsetting you in this way. You gotta take the steps you can to just avoid those situations. And if you have to see them, like, I mean, I would just keep the focus on your brother and yes. just, you know... You're still trying to avoid even being Like, in the be house. civil, be polite, you know, but you don't have to, like, put a lot of effort into the relationship, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's nothing selfish in that. So, good luck with that. I... <sighs> I was thinking, like, I didn't really talk about Mother's Day, but, like, I just took the day for myself, and, I mean, I still did a little work, but, like, I mostly just did my, I did myself, and I did not really have any, like, crazy emotions that day, and I was very proud. Yeah, and that's, like, one of those things where it's, like... There was hype, but it didn't happen. Mother's Day, like, it... You know, it it affects you, and, like, that's... Jewish holidays. Yeah, Just hearing, like... Like, we're watching the OC, just, like, hearing him say Gentile. Like, I'm just like, uh... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, yeah. It's, like, there's Little so shit. many so many things that can affect so many people. Like, anything could affect somebody if, like, they've had a bad experience around it. So, like, 
It's it's just wild. Like on that day, like you pretty much have to stay off the internet because everybody on Facebook and Twitter and stuff is posting photos and everything. My goal is just to get to the point where I can talk about my family and like in ways where I'm like just referencing different things about my life without it being like always about this dark shit. Yes. And like being able to like even think because like for me, I have a hard time thinking about anything positive. And that's what, like, we're trying to have, like, a breakthrough with right now in therapy is, like, me being able to, like, every time I think about something that I enjoyed with involving them, I immediately turn, (laughs) it's like I'm, I'm like, vampire diaries, turn my emotions off. I just, like, (laughs) I shut off and I immediately, like, she'll catch me all the time, like, I'll change the subject. I'll, like, just fly off into a different direction. Yeah, yeah. It's because I don't want to address it yet, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I still don't want to, and that's probably why it manifests so much in my dreams, which is why, mm. yeah, it's yeah. it's rough. But, like, I'm it's just... A process, man. I'm trying to get to the point where, like, it's not going to, like, make me have a whole thing just to, like, reflect on, you know, something yeah, that know. wasn't horrible. That's why, like, you Because had- it's easier to picture everybody as just, like, just bad Yes. But it's very gray because mm-hmm. there were times yeah, that weren't. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Even though there wasn't. <laughs> and it's just bad. I get what you're saying. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, next question. When I get anxious or depressed, I start sometimes lashing out, being snippy with my boyfriend, and I feel like a total asshat. How mm-hmm. do you keep your anxiety or depression from seeping over and affecting your loved ones? I do this. Chris knows. Yes. It's, and then you, you like hear the words coming out of your mouth and you feel like, I don't mean this. This isn't me. I'm just totally reacting to all of this and not having to do with you. And you know that, which is helpful because you'll even say, you're like, I know that this is this and I know, and I usually apologize like immediately after (laughs) it happens. So that's my first recommendation. It's just like when you say it and you catch yourself, you're like, you know what? This is actually my anxiety talking right now. I'm really sorry. I am currently taking it out on you. I'm a piece of shit. I really apologize. I don't mean this. I appreciate you listening to me, but you don't have to take this. Yeah. And that's the way that I go about it. And I mean, you still like me, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. And that was another thing too. That was really hard to like get through is like understanding that sometimes like if you lashed out at me that like it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It me. wasn't you. And then trying to it not be on, reactive and like lashing back. Yeah, I know. Because that's where you. And I would have a lot of arguments yes. in the beginning of our relationship was because like I would lash out and you would get angry back because you didn't know where I was coming from. And I would get upset that you were coming at me because I knew what I was feeling or whatever. And it was just like this whole thing. Yes. But now you understand. And I've also like because we've had so many like conversations about how it goes, I'm doing that less and less and less because I'm more self-aware and I'm better at being able to like not I'm better to be, I'm better now. Like my advice to anyone is just to be like, instead of like me snapping at you or something like lashing out at you, me just being like, I want to let you guys know right now that I'm feeling really, really aggravated. And I'm you really tell not me that all the time. <laughs> I say that to Chris. I'll be like, I'm just letting you know, I am feeling really agitated. And if I really am not wanting to be mad yeah. at you right now, but I'm just, everything is not, I am literally tense. every, every time you are literally like, I'm not mad at you I'm just like having a really bad time right now and I'm just taking it out on you and I'm really sorry that's literally even like before I quoted. take it out of you I'll be like I'm just letting you know that like 
my nerves are doing <laughs> stuff. And, like, just be gentle. <laughs> I'm not happy. Um, but, yeah, it it sucks. <laughs> That's the end of that. All right. Next one. Uh, this is a two-part question. Okay. Uh, any advice for someone living in an abusive household during college and the best way to take care of mental health in this kind of situation? Also, do you have any communities online for people who lack or don't have any support in their everyday life? Like, for example, the anxiety subreddit, which didn't even think about that. Is that a cool place? I don't know. That's the one thing that I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm really bad about getting myself involved in online communities about these issues because I feel like, oh, no one can fucking relate to me. And it's better when I just, like, say my shit online. Like, I make a video about it and, like, it's not... Like, I'm participating in, like, a community or something about it. But, like, it is comforting. And there are going to be people that are going to understand what you're dealing with or have dealt with the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I I wish that I were more in on that kind of At the risk of sounding very, like, egotistical. Like, we, I feel like we have built a little bit of a small community between your YouTube channel and this podcast. You know, I don't know if any of you guys have connected or, like... You know, I hope so. You know, you guys feel connected with, you know, things that we talk about or things you might see other people comment either on your videos or, you know, on our shows or anything like that. You know, I like to think of us as a nice little binge community. I know. I, I just mean, like, when it comes to, like, sharing experiences of mental health, I feel like I avoid it yeah. for some reason. Like, I know that there's a lot of subreddits that I would probably find a lot of comfort reading, but I avoid them because I'm overwhelmed at the idea of me feeling a lot when I read it. (laughs) And so even when I just like read an article about something that I'm dealing with, I'm like, damn, I don't know. So I wish I were better about it. Um, Uh, First part of that question though, was any advice for someone living in an abusive household during college and the best way to take care of mental health in that kind of situation? um, I guess you were like, you know, being in high school, you weren't at home in college. I've talked about this before, but I would say getting involved always helps because you're out of your home. Yeah. And I say that, it literally saved my life in high school. In college, I'm sure it's like 50 bajillion clubs. So many. Yes. Even a job can Ooh. save your life. Yeah. Me being able to focus on Starbucks and having something else to be angry about that I didn't have to think. Like, I mean, yeah, like there was a lot of anxiety that came with like working there, but it definitely helped. Yeah. And I just, anything that gets you out of the house is so helpful for that. And honestly, college is, I wish that, I wish that I could like turn back the time, but I was in a different state of mind. So I, you know, I can't really fault myself, but I mean, just focusing on like, there's so much work to do. Like Mm. you can always do more. There's always something that you could be doing for your schoolwork. And like, just being able to focus on that, even though you don't want to, like it's something to think about. (laughs) If you actually want to read, like, the 90 million pages that you're inevitably going to be assigned for some class or another. Uh, or just, like, being more organized, like, organizing stuff for your school. I don't know. Like, it's just, it helps to just get really immersed in your activities and your work so that you don't have to be focusing that much on what's going on unless you're, like, seeking help about it. And then yes. you do it you know, that time that you designate for it. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. don't you uh, check out what's on Twitter? Okay, well, if you want to ever ask us a question or bring up a topic, something that you want to hear us discuss, you can always use hashtag Coffee with Crachel on Twitter, and we will look there and see it. Unless you're binge, you know, comment on the old uh, the Patreon. Patreon page. Um, okay, 
How do you bounce back after a really harsh relapse? It's one of the most frustrating parts for me. Yeah, it's my least fave thing. I think the way that I bounce back is like I understand that it's not always a fucking like uphill climb. Like it's literally the bumpy road. Like it's a roller coaster, (laughs) but like it's not just like just climbing a set of stairs. Like it's oh it's Everest and rocks are falling (laughs) and those rocks are like you having a really terrible day yeah and I think the best way to deal with that is to be like it's today but tomorrow I can possibly have a little bit better of today like I'm I'm already at like this point and it can't really get that much worse like trying to keep that kind of optimism even though it is difficult but like just knowing that like you're not like failing you're not like tech I don't even like to even call it relapsing because it's I feel like that just makes it feel like a failure but it's just like it's gonna happen and no one yeah. can really like fault you for it's, having a setback yeah it's just like a bad day you know or a bad if, month or a bad year yeah, you, out of it yeah like it's it's always temporary which is something really important to like it's a mantra that i say to myself like this is temporary and i keep that in mind for everything but yeah it's just something that you have to like stop looking at it as like so much as a failure but like just like, okay, so that's a part of my process. This is the part of my journey where I'm fucking up again. But guess what? I'm going to get right back over it. I'm going to climb up past old red boots, and I'm going to make it. <laughs> Everest is a really dark place, I feel like, to make <laughs> references for mental health, but we're all there. Yeah, we are. <sighs> I'll never climb that fucking mountain, though. Um, I'm how- watch that movie again. <laughs> that movie was shit. That but was Jake Gyllenhaal looked hot. <laughs> um, how do you deal with depression and anxiety hitting you hard during finals week? Um, not well, (laughs) not well. I would say like, just knowing that everyone that you're seeing is the amount of in pain and stress as you really helps. Yeah. Like just knowing that, like, even if you're dealing with your own depression and anxiety, like knowing that everyone around is totally fucked this week (laughs) makes me feel like a lot more capable and like, okay, well the energy in the room right now is like, everyone is struggling and we're all going to like hope, hopefully just like finish it all off and be okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of helps out. That's why like I liked being in college because like everyone's miserable here. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I, I don't, again, I don't deal with these issues, but I would probably also say, like, trying not to be around people that are just, like, complaining constantly, like, oh, my God, finals, like, ah, oh, yeah. gonna have a problem and be with people that are just, like, you know, cramming, studying. I know? like people that are just, like, so I have this on this day and this on this day, and, like, I'm, like, a mess, but it's fine. Let's just all be in a room together and have coffee and just get this shit done. Yeah, exactly. I like get p- with people, people that like that. study, like, even if you don't have the same classes or the same majors, like, just being in a room with other people, like, also working hard on your shit just makes you feel like, okay... I can do it. I'm being held accountable for this shit. Mm -hmm. You know? I feel that. Okay. Um, How did you first know you had depression and anxiety? Now, and that's something that, like, I I still, like, am having trouble, like, trying to figure out, like, exactly when it began because I didn't really understand any of it up until, like, my early 20s. Let's just say there was a lot of confusion in your life in between that and trying to figure out bisexuality as well. (laughs) There was just like a lot of question marks. The girl was very up... I don't know what was happening. You were just somewhere. And like I think about it now and like I I definitely don't think I was 
a depressed child, but I definitely had a lot of anxiety growing up, and that was partially, you know, the home environment. So yes. I think it started that, I think, started, like, in elementary school because there are things that I've thought about where I'm like, oh, okay, I see that. But the depression, I feel like, came later, but I, I, I just, like, I was diagnosed, like, when I was a junior, and that's, like, where I kind of, like, go, even though I know that I've been dealing with stuff before that. Like, I kind of, like, start there, even though it's not really... That's not the starting point. point. Yeah, no, definitely not. But it's okay, you know, we all... (laughs) Ooh, I love this question because we just finished watching this. What were your opinions on the portrayal of mental health in Kimmy Schmidt season two? Oh, yes. We just finished watching that. It's because, like, that happened after pretty much, like, a couple months after I got my PTSD um, Mm -hmm. diagnosis. So it really hit me. Um, and I'm really glad that they're exploring her PTSD from the bunker and, I, and I how was, it's affecting her. I was honestly really shocked because, like, Kimmy Schmidt is, like, a very, like... It's like a comedy, it's but, like, with a comedy, dark twist. very, like, pretty peppy. Like, they have, like, dark themes, but they... Peppy, like, dark satire. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's, like, really bright and colorful and, like, happy. The fact that these girls were trapped in this bunker for, like... They're fine. Long. Like, he was yeah. doing horrible things. It's not, like, the room. Yeah, the room ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that they're exploring it. I love that show. They do a... They... It's it's a good show to watch. I would watch it. It's fucking they, great. They get everything. They nail everything. Um, but, yeah, I really... I really like what they're doing with it and I appreciate it. And I think it's going to continue into season three because, and I love, that's a show where they're talking about therapy and like, yeah, in the beginning of her going to therapy, she's a little bit like embarrassed about it. But I feel like we kind of all were because we were like taught to like, think that this is like you, Lesser. Like, you know? Yeah. Like you're, you have to be ashamed of it. And like, I've even thought like, going to therapy, telling Uber drivers to, you know, like, I'm plugging in my location that I need to go to, and, you know, I'm always wondering if, like, oh, I hope they don't think, like, I'm, like, this crazy bench, and I'm like, whoa, why do I have that thought? Like, I'm yeah, just... Yeah, it should literally be, like, you're just going to the doctor. Yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I have to, like, not care, and, like, I used to say online, like, I have an appointment, no, yes. now I have a session. You know where I'm at. Like, yep. it's not embarrassing. It's just me trying to get my shit together. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I just love Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely a good show. Pino, no one. I know. They didn't do that. <laughs> I know. I mean, didn't. he did do a lot of singing, though, Titus. Yeah. I was appreciating that. They um, had a lot of gentrification talk on that <laughs> in this season, too. Yeah, I know. I Them and Shameless have yeah. been really killing the, like, hipsters moving to, like, the fucking shitty part of town or whatever. I love the way that Shameless did it. That was yeah. so funny. <laughs> I know. And it's, like, it's so real, too. It's so real. <laughs> and I, yeah, they, they get everything there. All right, Lila so, really uh, needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, she's just, like, hyper right now. Holy shit. Okay, so what are your favorite productive self-care rituals? So, yeah, instead of it just being, like, pampering, because, like, that's part of it, too, sometimes. But, like... But that can also be productive. Exactly. Like doing your nails. For me, my nails, like having my nails looking clean for me, because one of the things that I do is like I'm, I have fucking, like I pick the shit out of my skin and it's really bad. And like we talk about it with the feet and everything. It's a horrible thing. But keeping my nails like really clean for me, like helps me not self-mutilate yes. <laughs> in that way. So that's cool. Um, so that for me is like less pampery, but like, you know, taking a bath or something, you know, but for being productive, cleaning is my favorite. Yeah. 
I can put on like Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits, clean the whole apartment, and I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> and, you know, just other like tasks that take a long time, like hanging up clothing or cleaning my makeup brushes or, you know, making a craft, something yeah. that like is useful or even cleaning out your computer. Cleaning yeah. out your email, your hard drive, getting deleting all of your downloads, like it really or storage on your iPhone, deleting all those pictures, like anything like that I clean up makes mm-hmm. me feel a lot better. Sometimes it's crazy ever since discovering like podcasts and listening to podcasts, like I will I could put on a podcast and do a menial task that doesn't need like too much brain input from me and like just get lost in what they're talking yeah. about. And sometimes I might even just, like, space out and just, like, just be there doing things. It's just it's, nice to have someone's voice going while you're yeah, trying to do exactly. something. Or songs, if that's your thing. It's Yeah, exactly. Like, either one. I'm go- I'm cool with the Food Network playing. Like, yeah. I do a lot. Oh, man. Food Network all the time. <laughs> uh, best way to get yourself out of bed. That is a tough one. Um, sometimes just the act of getting dressed really makes me feel like less horrible about me you know because like when you're in that moment where you can't get out of bed like I know how you feel and for me getting dressed if I can get there like I will feel so much better just having known that I made that effort and that's something that's even like especially hard for you because you work from home yeah so I the getting out of bed thing I mean for me it's talking on the phone with a close friend will get me out of bed because I automatically do, like, the pacing thing. <laughs> the cats, the cats get me out of bed every day. Squeezy, stop puking on the carpet. Yeah, <laughs> Squeezy throwing up on everything. And just Lila being cute. Like, I, I you know, therapy cats, you know, they're our thing. And no, honestly, they, like, Lila, that was one of the reasons, like, we, like, got Lila as well. Because, like, Squeezy, not exactly the He's cuddler. not a lap cat. But He's not a cuddler. He's, it's okay. <laughs> But Lila, she's here for good, chunky fun. Yeah. And, you know, I think she definitely helped. It definitely, you know, taking care of something makes life worth living in a way. And you should want to take care of yourself. And, like, if you're not at that point where, like, you feel like you're taking care of yourself very well, like, taking care of a pet can really make your life feel like you have meaning and you have someone that you need to tend to and someone whose life would be totally different if you were not there. And I know that's like the dark part of it that no one wants to think about, but like that's, it's not that like they're the only reason why I have a reason to live, but they are one of many reasons I have to live. And it's, you know, it's nice to know that they like love me, you know? Mm -hmm. So we would suggest cats because, you know, you don't have to like dive into having a dog and like having a million things to do. Because dogs are very like high maintenance. You have to take them outside and stuff. And like, (laughs) let's be honest, like I, it's just a lot for me. But yeah, any, anything like I'm fucking taking care of a plant. True, yeah, plants. Growing your own fucking herbs in your fucking windowsill or something like that, you know? Like, hell, yeah. hell taking care of plant nanny, that <laughs> Drinking enough water, like, <laughs> just little things like that. Okay. Um, what did you do if your mental health started to affect your school performance? Uh, I don't think we want to know what I did because <laughs> it wasn't probably the best. But I would say what I would have liked... Now what I would do is cut my course load. Yes, there's no 
shame in, you know... Taking... If you can afford it. Because that's the other part. Like, the whole reason why... I was in college, I was I was suicidal, and I knew that I needed to take a year off. Family wouldn't let me take a year off because they were paying for, you know, whatever. And so, and also, if I, well, then my second, you know, plan B was, oh, well, what, why don't I just take, like, three classes instead of five? So yes. I can, like, just do this, you know? It might take a little bit longer, but then it's, like, more years, more money. And also, when you take less classes, you're not, like, a full-time student, so you lose your FAFSA. It's, like, this... It's like, I don't have enough money to, like, take care of myself, basically. You know what I mean? Um, But I think the best thing that you can do is if you do have the means to be able to take any time off or lessen your course load, like, you're not Mm -hmm. a terrible person for doing that. Like, recognizing that you might need a little bit extra help for yourself outside of school to get your schoolwork done. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, like, seeing someone about it, like, seeing a therapist is really helpful. Because they'll help you, like, with your time management and stuff. Um, And also just, you know, having a support group, like a friend or, you know, significant other or, like, a club that you're involved in where you have people that, like, understand you and, like, can maybe give you, like, a push. Yeah, definitely. Or help you. Having something else to do besides just going to class would... Yeah. I, w- I would feel it would definitely help. So that way, the only, not the only thing you're doing in your life is just going to it school. It really helped to work. Like, I know we we hate that we had to work through college because we would have been able to focus more on school, but it was a nice break from the Yeah, it's like the, one of those things when you're in it, you hate it, but looking back on it, it's like, I appreciate that. And I, I did, did make friends, and yeah. it was like, yeah. I could just focus on, like, surveying people coffee and not having to worry about like yeah i could worry about this spot on a dish that i'm scrubbing (laughs) yeah that's basically what i'm saying let's round this off with an email question because an email email question because that's something that we can do sometimes okay wait before you get into that someone just tweeted me this Insane Clown Posse, hosted by Guy Fieri at Cracker Barrel. This has to be a favorite. Wait, event. what? No, what? That oh, has what? to be a favorite. Oh, my event. God. There is no Somebody way. wants? Is he there? Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> I'm annoyed that I'm not going. <laughs> I, that cannot be real. That has to be fucking fake. That has to be That's fake. like the trifecta. If there was a Shrek cosplay convention at the same day... Then you'd know. And anyway, I'd be at that Cracker Barrel. That was just me taking a little slight turn for there. Okay. Go. Hey, Rachel and Chris. I've been a hardcore listener since day one, and I've followed <gasps> you guys since way back when Rachel just started as a squiggle beauty guru. <gasps> <laughs> I feel that squiggle. <laughs> I have kind of a long question, if that's okay. Rachel, your experiences have really resonated with me, and I can relate to a lot of things you talk about with mental illness. I have awesome parents that are just a little old school, and by that I mean my mom's favorite thing to say is happiness is a choice, Uh. which obviously, if you live with fucking mental illness, you know how invalidating and small that can make you feel. About five years ago, I was admitted to a teen in-care patient thing for about a week because I was suicidal. It was the fucking worst, and after that week, it never re- we never really talked about it uh, again amongst my parents. So mm. obviously, with that being said, I have yet to get professional help after that. Uh, b- because of that, I found it's very hard to communicate my feelings because I feel like my mental illness just gets swept under the rug. Right. I'm 20 now. And I've been in a committed relationship for almost two years, and I have a really hard time communicating how I feel and can cause major tension in my relationship. I've never really opened up about my mental illness in, with my past partner, and I 
and I'm sorry, I'm losing my place here. There's a lot to say. And I feel he may not fully understand, but hopefully will be supportive, I guess. I just have a really fucking hard time opening up about it because I've been invalidated by people who just can't relate. Do you have any advice for combating that and feeling more empowered? I just want to open up about it to him so much, but I get choked up and can't formulate the words. Okay, well, if if I were my therapist, I would probably tell you to write a letter, a letter, a letter, just being able to write it all down and not having to like vocalize it. it can, you can get your thoughts across, you can actually like really word it well, and you can get everything out there. And just like being like, hey, I'm going through some things, and I've never really talked about it to you before because I just don't really know how to say it. So I wrote it all down. I would love for you to take the time to read this, and so you kind of know like more of explanation for some of my behavior. But I'm really trying to work on this. And I want to be better at communicating my feelings, which is this is why I have a tough time doing that. And, like, putting that all on a letter would be, like, the best probably the way. If, like, you're having a tough time, like, just talking. So that way, you know, you can think it out and write it out. Have it concrete instead of having, like, words and sayings all swirling around in your mind and, like, getting confused about what you want to say. And, like, I feel like you would even have... um, good advice for this Chris because even though you might not be dealing with a mental health problem you the way that you were raised like you guys didn't really talk about your emotions in your family and so the first like couple years of our relationship we had a lot of arguments and just like bad times because you weren't able to talk about your feelings to me and that's been something that you've been able to like overcome yeah and I mean part of that game with like being with somebody who could, you know, express feelings vocally and stuff like that. I guess. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of, like, how I, like, best... I think I, just even knowing, like, why you are this way helps. Being like, okay, well, for you, for example, you know, you you know that the reason why you're having trouble, like, talking about your mental health is because your family makes it just, like, disappear every time it's yeah. been a thing. And so, like, just you even knowing that is, like... I'm sure, like, a light goes on for you, like, oh, so that's why I have trouble talking about it. And, like, maybe you can think about how you would like that to not be a thing that is affected. You know what I mean? I'm similarly for me, like, I've thought about, like, I've just never, I've literally never talked about this stuff. And that was, like, a shock, first of all, to think back and, like, wow. We didn't talk about shit. (laughs) Sometimes me and Chris will have a conversation, and then he'll just be, like, wow, that's something that I've never spoken to any of my family members about. Like, something. Anything. The fact that I don't even know if mental illness has any role in my family whatsoever, I don't even know if that's a thing. Girl, in my family, like, I know it runs in our family, but they're so ashamed, and, like, they won't talk about it, and the people that aren't in our immediate family that are dealing with it, like, the way that my family talks about them is, like, they're, like, bad people. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, like... I wish that I had had, like, you know, a doctor telling me, like, here's all the people in your family. This is your genes. This is what could be causing this. You know what I mean? Like, I wish, like, I don't even think, like, my family members would even go to doctors to even, like, understand what they're dealing with. So, like, I'll even, I'll never know what my history would be. (laughs) But it's, that part's really frustrating. But I think, like, obviously... I I think anybody that, like, is listening to somebody explain their experiences and explain um, their mental health, like, is not, like, hopefully the person that you're with, especially especially if you've been with them for two years, like, hopefully they'll be understanding or at least, like, be able to, like, wrap their brains around and not, and, like, 
not be upset about it. Like, I can't yeah. imagine anyone that would be, um, especially if you write it all down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just really do feel like that would be the best way to do it. I would agree with that statement. <laughs> but good luck. It yeah. is tough. I mean, it's just like even like I can imagine opening up and like admitting these things like, you know, it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it shouldn't be like you're probably feeling like, oh, I'm like admitting this weakness about me, but it shouldn't be. It's like, just you telling the person that you're spending a lot of time with, like about your journey. That and it's literally, it, it's in a perfect world. It'd be like, if you were telling like your partner, like, yeah, I have a peanut allergy, like yeah. just something about. I'm allergic body. to this food or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. More like you're allergic to this emotion. <laughs> it's true. And, like, as far as your family goes about, like, pushing it under the rug and, like, not really talking about it, I totally understand that. Um, you know, we we tried to get them to, like, understand, like, the severity of what I was dealing with when I was in college. And they yeah. really just couldn't handle – they just could not do it. They just weren't willing to um, There was deal. literally no willingness on the other end to, like, tr- even – try to understand. I think the one thing that always will hurt me about it is that there's never been concern. Like that's the one thing that I I did. I was just looking at Twitter and someone said, well, like what's the one thing that you've gotten the most like meaning out of in therapy? And I think it's like me, I'll say something and then she's, she'll say like, well, what strikes me as odd about this is that, and they reacted in an angry way to this instead of acting concerned about you. And I think that's, the part of like the neglect and that's why like I appreciate you so much because you are worried about me like you it's not I don't want you to be like worried about me but like you care yeah you fucking care about my health and my well-being mm. and that's lit for me like, <laughs> it, it, it means a lot we can't go one episode without saying lit <laughs> I know I know I just can't help it but anyway I love you guys yeah I love you guys too I know I, I get like emotional sometimes <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm Come like, on, you stare at the biggest, cat for three seconds and you're weeping. <laughs> my biggest inside joke with, like, everyone that knows me is that I'm just always crying. And that's, like, even just happy crying. Like, I just, God, I'll never stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I guess uh, we should wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, Binchies, uh, you're coming up next. Uh, we're going to the mall. That's what our theme is. Oh, Camellia Malky will be real <laughs> excited. <laughs> yeah, so uh, everybody else, thanks for coming in. Uh, I hope you're more aware of mental health. We hope this didn't bring uh, you down but gave you, like, some optimism and insight. some validation. Yeah. We, we're, we will we're here probably for you talk guys. about this many times, especially as I am going through things and, you know, learning yeah. as I go. And anything that I can do to make somebody feel better is, like, the most, like, you know how people are, like, oh, being a teacher or something, like, you know, thinking about, like, saving lives or whatever, like, all these different occupations, like, I never would have thought that I would have gotten the amount of satisfaction that I get out of just, like, talking about my experiences and knowing that I'm helping, like, maybe one person be able to even just, like, not even if I'm just making them laugh or something, but, like, just to, like, have somebody be, like, yo, that's how I feel, and I never knew how to explain that it's before. A, it's a crazy thing to have, like, know that there's somebody out there is dealing with something. Because that that's how I having. feel when I watch or listen to something like this, or like yeah. when I, you know, watch Katie Morton's channel, for instance, who I love. She's a therapist on YouTube. You should check her out. She's got amazing videos. Yes. But 
you know, anytime I watch any video on like mental health, BuzzFeed usually does a bunch of really good mental health mm-hmm. videos. That's like one area of BuzzFeed that I really appreciate. Um, but you yeah. know, I, I thought that was just uh, the most I was going to be able when people was like, hey, there's a tornado coming towards you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> the other day on Facebook, not to like make this dragged out any longer, but like it was when we had um, had our graduation anniversary, I guess. It was like yes. two years ago. Oh, yes. Facebook time up. Thing. And your sister's like, before you, we better hang out before you move to Sa- Seattle to like chase hurricanes. And I was like, damn, Chris, how many hurricanes have you fucking chased here? But literally hurricanes barely ever come here. <laughs> no, I mean like weather, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was like, damn. I hurricane. chased a snowflake once. <laughs> yeah, you did. And that one cat that followed you. But that has oh, nothing to do with weather. That, that That's not weather. I just thought about it. I mean, if it was raining cats and dogs maybe <laughs> i hate you okay all right let's fucking stop blabbering thanks for having a cup of coffee with us we love you see you next time all right that was extra now that we broke slang. our mugs what <laughs> the fuck was that let's go to the mall lila can you please Lila's i love you but your little teensums need to move she's so cute <laughs> all right uh Chris, why don't you start us off i'll start it off this time uh, Nicole Dowling is buying a down comforter at Strawbridges. Does that even exist? Carissa is cruising around on a hoverboard. Sarah Booth is awkwardly avoiding the salesperson at the hand lotion booth. Jay Bonner is on the hunt for a James Bond collection of DVDs. Nicole Allen is buying some boots at Aldo. Fabulous. Allison Sense is putting 50 cents into this cotton candy machine. Hunter Curtis is hunting for the perfect birthday gift. Megan Rackley is hanging a shirt back on the rack. Jasmine Moyer is listening to a jazz CD in FYE. Skylar Medley is buying a calendar of pretty sky pictures. Taylor Collins is making a test call on their new phone from the Verizon booth. It's a good feeling. Heather Ann is building a stuffed animal at Build-A-Bear. Sloan Fuller is hating that the wait for TGI Fridays is so slow. Emma Corbeal is getting a copy of Emma at Books A Million. Danielle Manis is the manager at JCPenney watching someone steal from their store. Yikes. Kate Convery is having a conversation with mall security, the old Paul Blardarino. Angelica Feliz is picking up some gel from the mall hair salon. Jennifer Cornwell is petting all of the furry puppies at the pet store. Sophia Cock is sitting on a comfy sofa while waiting for their family. Ash Rozelle is buying an old Ashanti album in FYE. Cody Castillo is getting some stickers and Spencers to decorate their cast. Beth Fonseca is shopping at Bath and Body Works. Get that. Three wick. <laughs> Thick wick. Cornelia Thulin is returning a sweater because it collected too much lint. Yikes. Sophie Adams is adding a lot of selfies to this iPad in the Apple store. Jessica Comoro is reading the map to find out which row Hot Topic is in. Christina Contreras is controlling one of those annoying helicopter toys. Megan Grint is taking a gander at the sale in Boscov's. Jade Holden is holding up the line at Starbucks with a large drink order. Allison Dowell is stuck in the mall after the security gates went down. Catherine Simpson simply cannot walk by Hollister because the smell knocks her out. <laughs> Marlene Naj is getting a manicure at the nail salon. Gio Castro is buying a copy of Castaway from Suncoast Video. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Some place that was supposed to go out of business but is somehow around. Blockbuster. Taylor Van Eady is trying on some vans at Foot Locker. Cater Liriano is saying no thanks to a free sample. 
Rebecca O'Donnell is watching Becca products at Sephora. Me. <laughs> Sammy Liston is reading the list of stores to see if there are any electronic stores. Brittany Chella is wondering if they sell cello strings at the Guitar Center. Kendall Berg found the perfect pair of shoes buried under the ugly ones. Allie McGregor thinks the McDonald's in the food court smells great. Megan Grilly is looking for grilling utensils at William & Sonoma. Chloe Killip is killing their credit card in Forever 21. Katie Hart is buying a heart-shaped box of chocolates from Gertrude Hawk. Ian, I miss those smidges. <laughs> Ian Murphy thinks this Nike store really smells like feet. Nice. Cassandra Buckout is sitting outside waiting to be picked up by their mom. Maddie Pullman is mad that their favorite store is going out of business. Amanda Marie is trying to find something at American Eagle without an eagle on it. That's a fucking task. Jane Shell is grabbing that weird hook thingy to pick up something from the top shelf. I hate having to do that, by the way. <laughs> Jackie Bergiulio wishes this mall had a jack in the box, which I've never eaten at. Camelia Malky is in charge of all the mall cops. Mm, probe Lart. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin Whalen is really tired of this child's wailing. Hannah Neely is scooting around the mall in their Heelys. Lucy Ravenscroft is buying a shirt with a raven on it from H&M. Cody Robinson has lost their son and is having their name called over the intercom. Tegan Anderson is tasting the free samples at Tivana. Taco Roach is buying some tacos in the food court. Allison Francoy is frankly not looking forward to their shift at Claire's. Tiny ear piercings. <laughs> Haley Cadwalder thinks the ad on this wall for Crocs is obnoxious. Sarah Seaman is sad no one is selling seafood in the food court. Maddie Kendall is mad that their coupon for GameStop expired. Dana Daly is ordering a Danish from a coffee cart. Megan Wilson had the willpower to resist getting a latte at Starbucks. Jackie Lampo is buying so many jackets at PacSun right now. Claire Wood would rather be at Ikea. Same, Claire. <laughs> Kelly Adams is adding more books to their basket in Barnes & Noble. Temple Murray is at the Arts and Crafts store looking at some templates. Hannah Peterson is looking for William and Sonoma on the map. Jennifer Gornier is near the Cinnabon and getting very hungry. Me. Uh, Sasha Smith is getting a fun shampoo in Lush. Sarah is staring at the <laughs> wall waiting for their friends to get out of the bathroom. Bridget Dubin tried to throw their trash into the bin, but missed. Grayson Clark is a clerk at Aeropostel endlessly refolding clothes. Yikes, they're going out of business. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, sorry, Grayson. <laughs> Vlyn Vance is taking advantage of the sale at buying time. I've <laughs> been watching my videos for a while. Do you know what that Sorry. is? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Gay is smelling all of the Tom Hilfiger scents. Anna Hernandez is buying a pretzel at Annie Ann's. Jennifer Holt is waiting for a friend next to large fake fern. Courtney White is buying some white gold earrings from the jeweler. Elizabeth Doles is getting to their appointment to get dolled up at Sephora. Shelly Smith is trying to find a puka shell necklace, but not having any luck. <laughs> Mackenzie Knight is staying overnight for the midnight release of a new video game. And Rachel Evans is eventually going to leave the Apple Store. All right, other benches in the mall. What are they doing? I'm going to have to say that the rest of the bencherinos are on an escalator. Ooh, and they are just as tense as I am <laughs> on an escalator. You're very tender on an escalator. Bree makes fun of me. It's a mess. <laughs> I am very... You know how Abby was talking about gingerly? Yes. That's me 
every time I get on a fucking <laughs> so escalator. What did they even say that generally was? It like was, uh, gay was prancing gay, or something? A gay tiptoe? Gay, a gay tiptoe? Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. Um, all, all right. right. On the escalator. Pinchos. We got Stephanie Boscovich. Allie Malone. Mariah Hanna. Samantha Hartman. Kathleen Wynn. Elena Barcia. Zoe Yarmowick. Elizabeth Holbrook. Hannah May. Rose Barnett. Jax. Megan Preyes. All right. Thank you guys so much. Don't stay at the mall too late, you know, you little mall rats. Yeah, you don't want to be Mackenzie Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, What else? We love you guys very much. Yeah. Let's I've just, had let's just hang out right here, right yeah. now. Let's just have it this moment. Do your shavasana right oh now with us. Mm. Just ease into the mat. <laughs> I love doing, like, my yoga voice. Like, just, just really just... Say to yourself, you know, I, I took this time for myself today to listen to this podcast. Lyle is taking this advice right now. She I is Shavasana right now. Lyla is one fucking downward dog. <laughs> downward it. chunk. <laughs> um, Shavasana chunk. Um, thanks for listening, having a cup of coffee. We love you guys very much. We'll see you guys in our next one. Yes. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.